Welcome to your nightly story. The name of today's tale is you're rather annoyed that your history teacher gave you a D on your report about the Aztecs and Incas. Chapter 1. As I sat in the back of the classroom, I couldn't help but feel frustrated. The room was filled with the sounds of my classmates flipping through their textbooks and whispering to each other. My history teacher, Mrs. Thompson, was at the front of the room, scribbling something on the whiteboard. I had just received my report on the Aztecs and Incas, and to my surprise, I had received a D. This wasn't just because I thought the grade was unjust, but because I was there. I had seen it all firsthand. I had lived through the rise and fall of two of the greatest civilizations of the ancient world, and somehow, my report had failed to capture the essence of their greatness. I couldn't blame Mrs. Thompson, she had no way of knowing who I really was. In modern society, I was just a regular high school student. But in reality, I was an ancient being, cursed to live out my existence in a world that was foreign to me. As I sat there, lost in thought, I realized that I needed to take action. I couldn't let this ignorance continue. I needed to find a way to share my story with the world, to help others understand the true nature of history. Little did I know that this decision would lead me on a journey that would not only change my life, but the lives of many others as well. Chapter 2. I knew that I couldn't just walk up to people and tell them my story. I had to find a way to make them believe me. That's when I remembered the old book that had been passed down through my family for generations. It was a journal, written in a language that no one could understand. But I knew that the words inside held the truth about my past. With the help of a translator, I began to decipher the journal. It was a detailed account of my life, from the moment I was born to the present day. It described my time as an Aztec warrior, my rise to power as an Inca emperor, and my eventual downfall at the hands of the Spanish conquistadors. As I read through the journal, I knew that this was the story that needed to be told. I began to put together a plan to share it with the world. First, I contacted a publisher and pitched my idea. They were skeptical at first, but after I showed them some excerpts from the journal, they were eager to publish my story. Next, I reached out to a famous historian and asked for their help in verifying the facts. They were intrigued by my story and agreed to help in any way they could. Finally, I began to prepare for my book tour. I knew that I had to make a big impression if I wanted people to believe my story. I hired a team of actors to reenact some of the most significant moments from my life, and I hired a publicist to help spread the word. As the day of the book tour approached, I was filled with excitement and nerves. This was my chance to finally share my story with the world, to give a voice to the millions of people who had been forgotten by history. And as I stood on that stage, with the bright lights shining down on me, I knew that I had succeeded. The crowd was captivated by my story, and as I looked out at their faces, I could see that they finally understood the true nature of history. Chapter 3 As the sun began to set, I made my way back to my apartment, tired but exhilarated from the success of the book tour. As I walked down the street, I couldn't help but notice the curious stares I was getting from the people passing by. 
I had become somewhat of a local celebrity, and it was taking some time to get used to. As I unlocked my door and stepped inside, I was startled to find a man sitting on my couch. He was tall, with dark hair and piercing green eyes. I recognized him immediately as the historian who had helped me verify the facts in my book. Hello, I said cautiously. What are you doing here? I wanted to talk to you, he replied, standing up and walking towards me. Your story is incredible, and I can't help but feel that there's more to it than what you've written about. What do you mean? I asked, my heart racing. I mean that I think there's something you're not telling me, he said, his intense gaze fixed on me. Something about your past that you're not ready to share. I hesitated for a moment, unsure of what to say. But then, something inside me snapped. I had spent too long hiding who I really was, and I was tired of it. You're right, I said finally. There is more to my story than what I've written about. Much more. And with that, I began to tell him about the curse that had been placed on me, the curse that had forced me to live out my existence in this modern world, unable to die or age. At first, he didn't believe me. But as I showed him the journal and talked about my experiences throughout history, he began to realize that there was something truly remarkable about me. For hours, we talked, and as the sun rose the next morning, we both knew that something had changed between us. We had formed a bond, a connection that went beyond the page. As he left, promising to keep my secret safe, I was left alone once again, but this time, I didn't feel quite as alone. For the first time in a long time, I felt like there was someone who understood me, someone who knew the true nature of my existence. And as I sat down to write the next chapter of my story, I knew that it was going to be a wild ride. But for the first time in a long time, I was ready for whatever the future held. Chapter 4 I woke up to the blaring sound of my alarm clock. It was still dark outside, but I knew I had to get up and start my day. Today was the day of my book signing, and I had a long day ahead of me. After getting dressed and packing my bag with copies of my book, I rushed out the door and hailed a taxi. As the city passed by in a blur, I couldn't help but feel nervous. This was the first time I would be meeting my readers in person, and I didn't know what to expect. When we arrived at the bookstore, there was already a line of people waiting outside. I couldn't believe it. I had never imagined that so many people would be interested in my story. With a deep breath, I stepped out of the taxi and made my way towards the entrance. As soon as I reached the door, a young woman approached me. Excuse me, she said, her voice shaking with excitement. Are you the author? I nodded, a smile spreading across my face. Yes, I am. She let out a small squeal of delight and thrust her copy of the book towards me. Can you sign it, please? As I signed her book, I couldn't help but feel a surge of pride. This was what I had been working towards, sharing my story with the world and connecting with readers on a personal level. As the day went on, the line outside the bookstore only grew longer. I signed book after book, 
taking the time to chat with each reader and hear their thoughts on my story. Some shared their own personal stories with me, and others simply thanked me for giving a voice to the forgotten ones. As the day began to wind down and the last of the readers left, I collapsed into a chair, exhausted but elated. This was what it was all about, sharing my story with the world and connecting with others on a deeper level. But deep down, I knew that this was only the beginning. There was still so much of my story left to tell, and so many people left to share it with. As I packed up my things and made my way towards the door, I knew that this was only the first chapter of my new life. And I couldn't wait to see where the next chapter would take me. Chapter 5 As I sat in my apartment, surrounded by stacks of books and papers, I couldn't help but feel overwhelmed. My book tour had been a huge success, and I had been traveling non-stop, meeting readers and sharing my story with the world. But now, as I sat alone in my small apartment, I couldn't help but feel lost. I had been so focused on the tour and the book that I had almost forgotten about my own life, my own existence. I knew that I needed a break, a chance to unwind and reconnect with myself. So, I decided to take a trip, to visit a place that had always held a special meaning for me. I packed a few essentials and set off on a journey to the ancient ruins of Machu Picchu, the place where I had once been a young prince, the heir to the throne of the Inca Empire. As I made my way up the winding path towards the ruins, I couldn't help but feel a sense of deja vu. It was as if my past and present had merged together, and I was once again a young boy eager to prove myself to my father and my people. As I entered the ruins, I was met with a sense of awe. The majestic stone structures rose up around me, their intricate carvings and patterns telling the story of a people who had once been great and powerful. As I wandered through the ruins, I began to remember the lessons that I had learned as a young prince. The importance of honor, of duty, of sacrifice. I had lived my life by these principles, and they had guided me through some of the toughest moments in history. But now, as I stood in the ruins of my past, I knew that I needed to find a new purpose, a new reason to keep going. As the sun began to set over the ruins, I made my way to a quiet spot overlooking the valley below. I sat down and closed my eyes, letting the sounds and smells of the ancient world wash over me. And then, I heard a whisper on the wind, a voice from the past. Remember who you are, it said. Remember why you are here. And in that moment, I knew what I had to do. I had been given a gift, a chance to share my story with the world and inspire others. But I had to do it right, to stay true to myself and my past. With a renewed sense of purpose, I made my way back down the path towards the modern world, ready to take on whatever challenges lay ahead. As I boarded my flight back home, I felt a sense of peace. I knew that my journey was far from over, but for now, I had found a new sense of clarity and purpose. And with that, I knew that whatever the future held, I was ready to face it head on. Chapter 6 As I stepped off the plane, I could feel the familiar heat and humidity of my homeland wash over me. It had been years since I had last visited, but everything felt so familiar, so right. 
I had come back to reconnect with my roots, to explore the ancient ruins and connect with the people who had once been my family and friends. As I made my way through the crowded streets, I was met with curious stares and whispers. It was clear that I didn't quite fit in with my modern clothes and strange accent. But as I walked further into the city, I could feel a sense of belonging wash over me. It was as if the ancient spirits that had once guided me through life were calling out to me, welcoming me back home. As I reached the ruins, I was met with a sense of awe. The massive stone structures rose up around me, their intricate carvings and patterns telling the story of a people who had once been great and powerful. I spent days exploring the ruins, talking to the locals and learning about their rich history and culture. It was as if I had been transported back in time, back to the days when I had ruled as an Inca emperor. But as much as I loved being back in my homeland, I knew that I couldn't stay forever. I had a purpose, a mission to share my story with the world and inspire others. So, with a heavy heart, I said my goodbyes and made my way back to the airport. As I looked out the window of the plane, I knew that this wouldn't be the last time I would visit my homeland. I had rediscovered a piece of myself, a part of me that had been lost for centuries. And with that, I knew that I was ready to take on whatever challenges lay ahead, to continue to share my story with the world and inspire others to never forget their roots. Chapter 7 The bookstore was packed with eager fans, all waiting for their chance to meet me and have their books signed. As I sat at the table, pen in hand, I couldn't help but feel a sense of pride. This was what I had been working towards, sharing my story with the world and connecting with readers on a personal level. As the first fan approached, I felt a surge of nerves. This was it, the moment of truth. But as I looked into their eyes, I could see the excitement and anticipation. They wanted to hear my story, to connect with me on a deeper level. And so, I began to sign their books, taking the time to chat with each fan and hear their thoughts on my story. Some shared their own personal stories with me, and others simply thanked me for giving a voice to the forgotten ones. As the day went on, the line outside the bookstore only grew longer. But I didn't mind. This was what it was all about, sharing my story with the world and connecting with others on a deeper level. As the last fan left and the bookstore began to close, I felt a sense of sadness. The day had gone by so quickly, and I hadn't had enough time to connect with everyone. But as I looked out at the empty bookstore, I knew that this was only the beginning. There were still so many people left to share my story with, so many hearts and minds to touch. And so, I packed up my things and began to prepare for the next chapter of my journey. The Journey of a Storyteller, a Historian, and a Seeker of Truth Chapter 8 As I sat down to write the next chapter of my story, I couldn't help but feel a sense of uncertainty. My book tour had come to an end, and I had returned home to the quiet life of a writer. But now, as I faced the blank page before me, I realized that I had no idea what to write about. For days, I sat at my desk, staring at the page, trying to find the inspiration to write. But nothing came to me. My mind was a blank slate, empty of ideas and creativity. 
As the days turned into weeks, I began to feel a sense of desperation. Was my story over? Had I shared everything there was to share? But then, in a moment of clarity, I realized that I had been looking at it all wrong. I didn't need to find a new story to tell. I needed to go deeper to explore the themes and ideas that had driven my life. And so, I began to write. I wrote about the importance of honor, of duty, and sacrifice. I wrote about the power of love and the resilience of the human spirit. I poured my heart and soul onto the page, letting my words flow freely and without hesitation. As I wrote, I felt a sense of clarity and purpose returning to me. This was my story, my life, and my journey. And as long as there were people who needed to hear it, I would continue to share it with the world. And with that, I knew that I had found my inspiration once again. The story was far from over. It was just beginning. Chapter 9 I stepped onto the red carpet of the Grand Ballroom, feeling a mix of excitement and nervousness. This was the night of the prestigious literary awards, and I was up for the biggest prize of the night. As I made my way through the crowded room, I couldn't help but feel a sense of awe. All around me were some of the greatest writers of our time, each one adorned in their finest attire. I could feel the stares and whispers as I approached my table, knowing that I didn't quite fit in with this crowd. I was still relatively new to the literary scene, and most of these writers had been around for decades. But as the lights dimmed and the ceremony began, I tried to push those thoughts out of my mind. Tonight, I was here to celebrate the power of storytelling, of connecting with readers on a deeper level. As the hosts announced the first award, I couldn't help but feel a surge of nerves. But when my name was called for the best nonfiction book of the year, I could hardly believe it. As I made my way to the stage, I could feel the eyes of the crowd on me. This was it, the moment I had been working towards for so long. I took a deep breath and began my acceptance speech, thanking my family and friends for their support and everyone who had helped me along the way. But most importantly, I thanked my readers, for without them, my story would be nothing. As I walked off the stage, clutching my award, I could feel a sense of pride and accomplishment wash over me. This was what it was all about, sharing my story with the world and connecting with others on a deeper level. But as I made my way back to my table, a feeling of emptiness crept up on me. I had achieved my dream, but what now? What was next for me? As the night wore on and the award ceremony came to a close, I found myself lost in thought. I knew that I still had stories to tell, still had a purpose to fulfill. And with that, I knew that my journey was far from over. There were still people out there who needed to hear my story, who needed to be inspired and moved. And so, I made a promise to myself to keep writing, to keep sharing my story with the world, and to never forget why I started this journey in the first place. As I walked out of the grand ballroom and into the cool night air, I knew that this was just the beginning. The next chapter of my story was waiting to be written, and I was ready to take on whatever challenges lay ahead. Chapter 10 
As I sat at my desk, surrounded by piles of papers and books, I couldn't help but feel a mix of nostalgia and contentment. It had been a long and winding journey, but I had finally reached the end. My story had been told, my words had been heard, and my legacy had been cemented in the pages of history. But even as I looked back on my life, I knew that there was still so much more to discover, so many stories left to tell. And so, I began to write once again, crafting new tales that would inspire and captivate my readers, guiding them through the depths of history and the beauty of the human experience. As I wrote, I felt a sense of peace and fulfillment wash over me. This was what I was meant to do, to share my stories with the world and connect with others on a deeper level. The End Thank you for joining us for this story. Don't miss out on future episodes, so make sure to subscribe to our podcast. This is Amalia Dupre and the team at this podcast will make you sleep, wishing you a restful night. Sweet dreams.